Good morning, everybody. Hey, welcome to Tuesday. It is November 28th, hard to believe. But uh, yesterday was eh, not much of a day. We'll talk about that more when Dave joins us here in just a few seconds. Before we do that, though, let's not forget that there's so much in this world that you and I, we, we have no control over. However, you can take control of your portfolios by knowing, one, how much risk do you have in your portfolio? And two, how much risk should you really have in your portfolio based on, based on your circumstances? That's why we developed the core retirement design. Give us a call at 863-382-0037 to schedule your core retirement analysis. With that, we've got Dave next. That's the police there, stinging company. My name is Morning Day. Appreciate you joining me. We're at 840 now, 20 before 9. And tis time to see what the heck's going on with the economy and with the markets and everything. And we do that each morning with the resources of Philip Statler from Statler Financial Services in downtown Sebring, who's on the phone this morning. Philip, good morning. How you doing? Hey, good morning, Dave. Doing well today. It is uh, the countdown to the end of November, and the news is getting pretty thin, isn't it? Oh, good. Yeah, every, every once in a while, you and I have these mornings, we get on the phone together and say, so, what do you want to talk about? I don't know. What do you want? To well, we kind of have one of those because everything's in a holding period. Uh, this week, we're waiting for two earth-shaking reports that are going to affect the that are going to affect the markets and probably the Federal Reserve strategies. Tomorrow, we're going to get the uh, next reading on the gross domestic product, which is going to be uh, interesting. And then the day after that, we get the uh, Federal Reserve's preferred measure of inflation, the uh, personal consumption expenditures inflation. Today, we're basically reading tea leaves because, well, they're kind of in that open period where Federal Reserve governors can take advantage of the rubber chicken circuit, get free food before the law says they have to keep their yaps shut. And that invariably gives us kind of a herky-jerky day, doesn't it? It does, right, because you know everybody's going to be bending their ear to see what the Fed presidents are saying, um, hoping to glean just a little bit of information of what they think will happen in that meeting next week. Absolutely. Yes, it's the 12th and the 13th. So we got two weeks from uh, two weeks from today, basically, that they start the next meeting. And uh, the week beforehand, they're told they can't do any public statements. So they're all getting advantage and taking advantage of the free food today. You counted four of them that were speaking. I had two. And uh, it seems to me Michelle Bowman is the one that's uh, been known to say, well, we really need to whack him harder. Uh, she's been a hawk. And I think Waller's been kind of on the double side as far as uh, interest rates are concerned. So we're kind of looking at uh, two different extremes among the ones that I know about. Yeah. And the other one we got speaking is um, Austin Goolsby and, um, and Michael Barr. So they're going to have an awful lot of tea leave reading. Uh, yep. We got very little going on today in terms of indications. Uh, you got a new report from one of the uh, banks projecting what the gross domestic product is going to do when we get the reading yesterday. And it squares up with kind of a minority report I was looking at yesterday when you said that your sources expected 4.9% to be what we get tomorrow in terms of a reading. You got somebody saying it's going to go up again, huh? Well, we do. You know, they take the median forecast right in, in the middle. So the median forecast went up from 4.9 to 5%. So 
Um, you know, we'll, we'll just have to wait and see what actually happens uh, tomorrow. But that that's going to be a uh, an important number for the Fed um, to, to look at. The other thing that we had, you know, when you and I talked yesterday is uh, mm-hmm. the new home sales came out at 10 o'clock mm-hmm. yesterday morning and uh, a lot less than expected. The expectation was that we'd have 725,000 new home sales um, in the month of October. And it was only 679,000, which doesn't sound like a big miss, but it's definitely going down. And that's a a big drop from the 719,000 we actually had in September. That's kind of a surprise given the fact that mortgage rates were trending down during the month as well. It it is, but I think maybe people are finally getting to the point where um, it's, it's tough enough that if you don't have to go buy a new house, I think they're not, you know, they're just holding on. It may very well be. It's one of those things where we've got politicians on both sides of the fence and on the Democratic side of the fence are telling us what an absolutely great economy it is. And all the indications we're getting on a macro side is, yeah, we're surviving this tight money period, but uh, things are not exactly coming up roses on every front, are they? They're definitely not. And, um, you know, there's a lot of people that are still you know, really, you know, having a hard time right now. And so uh, the, the price is going up and what you used to make used to go a lot further. And now it's hard to walk out of the, the grocery store without uh, having to put it on your, your daggum credit card. Absolutely. Uh, other things that are going on, we mostly have re-ratings and uh, interim reports and guidance revisions coming out from the companies that trade. We will have a few pretty good earnings reports today, among others, uh, Workday and uh, Hewlett-Packard uh, Enterprise will be coming out later on today as far as something that might drive the tech industry. Uh, Shopify had an interesting report. Their reports, uh, their, score, their sock went through the roof yesterday after the uh, e-commerce platform said that merchants recorded 4.1 billion dollars of sales on Shopify on Black Friday. That's not even one of the biggest of the e-commerce sites. So my, I, I had kind of a report that said that the brick-and-mortar stores had a mediocre but an increase over the Black Friday weekend. But uh, Internet commerce is still going gangbusters over the uh, you know, Black Friday through Cyber Monday, isn't it? Yeah, and it may have had a good day yesterday, Dave, but they're uh, they're getting cut today um, from, uh, uh, you know, from from neutral to underweight. So Oops. by Piper Sandler. And so that's putting some pressure on them. Um, the Wall Street firm said that their, their shares are a hold. It's kind of a unattainable. They don't think they can get the valuation that they're valued at right now. Um, but based on that's kind of a price. common problem on all the Internet stocks, isn't it? Exactly. Um, so they're trading <laughs> down a little over one and a half percent right now. All right. By the way, I've told kind of a, an increase, but a mediocre increase. MasterCard uh, said that Black Friday spending in the retail sales industry on Black Friday, 2.5% from last year. That's not what the projections had in mind. They were originally talking about a 3.5% increase, which is still pale compared to the 7% we got last year. Uh, so when we get some reports out of the cyber economy, it's going to be kind of interesting to see whether or not uh, we're keeping up a blistering pace just doing it all online, aren't we? Well, yeah, that's true. And think about this, Dave. If they only saw a 2.3% increase, um, I wonder if that was volume increase or, or, or gross revenue pricing increase. Because if you figure, most stuff costs at least 5 to 20% more than what it did last year. So 
um, if that's the case, people are buying less, right? Now, Spending if, the if same. The quantity. Was, yeah. yeah, definitely. Because that was the MasterCard people saying that. So all they're doing is talking about gross dollars spent. And your point taken, yep. if it only goes up by 2.5%, well, odds are the cost of goods sold was up by 8%. <laughs> exactly. That doesn't sound good, does it? No, it really doesn't. So it's going to be interesting to see how those numbers fall out as we as we continue to watch the retail industry. Absolutely. Uh, not anything in terms of the macroeconomic stuff coming out today, and the only major report that's likely to move anything to speak of is uh, the, con- the, con- the Conference Board Consumer Confidence number. Uh, it was a hundred. It's expected to be down a little bit from the prior month. So, I I, I don't know whether or not that's going to move us very much or not. I got a sneaking hunch. What we're going to do is do a little bit of profit taking today, and not too terribly much more. Yeah, you know, yesterday, Dave, you were talking about some banks and analysts coming out with their predictions for 2024. Well, Wells Fargo mm-hmm. um, equity guy has come out with his uh, projection uh, for 2024, and the headline was. Uh, he expects a really, really sloppy first half for stocks in 2024. So I thought that was a kind of interesting. But his call is to the S&P 500 to end 2024 at $4,625. Uh, Boy, would that be impressive. It's forty five fifty this morning. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> not much of a not much of a boot. But but they said his call for 2023. Um, the the market S and P would have to drop three percent to hit his target for twenty twenty three. In other words, he doesn't have a really good track record, does he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those those numbers that we had yesterday were pretty much in the range. Dead flat at forty five hundred at the end next year, or five thousand at the end of the year next year, which doesn't sound like much because the popular press talks about the Dow in the thirty five thousand plus range and the s and p a move from where we are right now up to five thousand would be about a ten percent increase and in terms of smoothed average that's what the market as a rule tends to do on a regular basis so that would be pretty much a normal year if the high end estimates are right on the other hand they're all bunched around the bottom too and that says basically dead flat next year which doesn't make anybody very happy in equities does it yeah really bad I was looking ahead a little bit to see what kind of earnings we might have. I know today, after the market closes, we have Intuit. You know, that's the maker of QuickBooks mm-hmm. and, and that company. Uh, we have the Dollar Tree that will report before the market tomorrow morning. So that one might be a little bit interesting. Um, mm-hmm. So that uh, five below reports tomorrow after the market closes. And then you got Foot Locker before the market. So we've got some retail guys still coming out this this week. It'd be interesting because, uh, but but between five below and Dollar Tree, we're talking about a real measurable share of the uh, low end discount market. That's right. So I mean, get- uh, that could be really um, if they're off, that that could be a telltale sign. Uh, yeah, not a good one for sure. Uh, resetting the table for the morning. It was that profit-taking day yesterday. Everything was red, but it wasn't particularly red. The Dow lost 57. Standard & Poor's lost 9. NASDAQ was down by 9.5 or so. Like I said, it was red, but it was more pink than red in the uh, context of the market that we're into these days. 45 minutes before we open this morning, what are we looking at, sir? Dave, we still have another tinge of red across the board for the indexes. You know, the Dow 30 is down $15 right now. The S&P 500 is down 7 NASDAQ 100 is down 24 So everything's you know somewhat in the red. We'll have to see how things uh, open up at 930. But 
But then the other side of the coin, we've got silver up a quarter of a percent. It's trying to get to 25, Dave. It's at $24.74 right now. And then gold's up four-tenths of a percent to 2020 uh, per ounce. And then you got crude oil uh, up uh, uh, from where it was yesterday. It's up about a half a percent to $75.25 a barrel right now. Well, that still feels cheap compared to the $80 numbers we were looking at a few weeks ago. I'm trying to put some lip t- lipstick on the pig. Uh, looking, looking overseas markets, the Asian rim was mixed. About the only really decided move that we had at the close at 6 a.m. was uh, Hong Kong. I suspect nervy about the uh, growing tensions between Taiwan and China. They were off by like a full percent. Everybody else off by a third to a half a percent at the close this morning, with a couple of ups like South Korea being up by a full percent. The uh, European market pushed the wrong button. There we go. Uh, off, but evenly off by in the third of a percent range halfway through their trading day. Trying to keep tabs on all of this and plan for a retirement takes eyes that uh, the average guy doesn't have. That takes somebody with the contacts and the information to do it right. How do I get my retirement back on track with help from you, Philip? Those are the exact reasons we developed the core retirement design to help people design that retirement they always dreamed of by looking at the risks they have in their portfolio. Give us a call at 863-382-0037 to schedule your core retirement analysis. And then join us this weekend for the Statler Financial Radio Show, 6 a.m. and noon on Saturday, 10 a.m. Sunday morning on Highlands News Talk, 730, 95.3 FM. Hey, and you and me back together again, same time tomorrow morning here on Light. We'll see you then. All right, have a great day. Thanks, Philip. It's 105.7 Light FM and Statler Financial Services, Philip Statler. Folks, again, I want to thank you for joining us today. Remember, risk is the key thing that you can control within your portfolio. Give us a call to schedule your core retirement analysis, 863-382-0037. Hey, with that, join us again tomorrow, same time, same place. Have a great day.